This episode of Absolutely Not is brought to you in part by Track and Assess. Bullying, discrimination, harassment, and racism is never okay, especially in the workplace. The Track and Assess mobile app allows you to store your thoughts, images, and documents in a secure private place, all while keeping tabs on your mental health. Download the app today and begin tracking everything. Remember, human resources is not your friend. Log it, report it, and hold them accountable. Learn more at trackassess.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Absolutely Not. I'm your host, Katrina Stroll. I am dedicated to providing examples of setting personal boundaries at work and the vocabulary needed to name harm in those spaces. Some of that vocabulary is abuse, marginalized groups, and relationship. These words and more can be found on my website under the resources page and their definitions as well. Please feel free to look on that page and learn more about the words that we use on the show. Today's episode is titled, Saying No So You Can Say Yes. Powerful, a message already. And that message is going to be brought to you by Ademushoyo Awoshika Olumo. Yes, a Nigerian software engineer and digital consultant. While her professional expertise may hold weight, her personal brand has grown over time. She founded Create. Creative Ventures, a branding and marketing agency where she helps other businesses find their brand and message. She continues to broaden her expertise outside of technology through blogs and interactive social media content. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. Your title is exactly what we talk about here on Absolutely Not. What made you choose that title? Um, because I think that like over time, especially when you're someone who people gravitate towards or people are really honored or motivated by your story, you can come with an influx of people wanting to help you or people wanting you to help them get to the next level. And it can be very, very overwhelming. It can be very, very like discouraging. And if you're not like focused and if you're not pinned down on what it is that is your purpose and your goals, then you constantly are trying to live your life for other people. And when you actually double down and you stick with what you want to do and you learn to say no, that's when you get the opportunities that allow you to thrive and allow you to flourish and really allow you to be the person that you wanted to be. Hmm, Really allow you to be the person that you wanted to be. If you are listening, please Take a sip of that, digest it, swallow it, and keep it within you for the rest of your life. Um, the phrases that you use were pinned down and doubled down. Wow. Are you pinned down and doubled down? I believe so. Yeah, I think I am now. I think it took a minute for me to get here. Um, but now I'm like, yes, like this is what I do. This is, and it, and it's hard because you can be someone who can do a bunch of different things. And that's something that I struggle with where it's like, oh yes, I can do X and I can do Z. And like, I want to do it all. But then reality is, is like, there are certain things that people connect with you on. There are certain things that people gravitate towards you. And if that feels very aligned to you, why not zero in on that, showcase that you're an expert in that and just continue to grow and elevate yourself according to that. 
Mm, according to that and not, nothing else, nothing else. Um, I appreciate you describing that for us because we get so many definitions of what boundaries look like to other people. And that double down is so visual for me. It's just saying, this is me and I will not move it for anyone else, no matter what the opportunity may be. Um, what was the first step in you becoming pinned down and doubled down? Yeah, I think it honestly happened, I think this year. So at the beginning of this year was when I publicly announced my business and um, I had been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And then I kind of was like, you know what? I need to take the step and be this, like the face of what I do and really share more of what I do. And originally I was actually offering like web design and development services for people as that my, that was my initial, like, here's me and this is what I'm doing. And I realized over time that like, I was just getting so burnt out doing it because I'm a software engineer in my full-time job. So like to code during the day and then code after work was just like, I, I don't have a time where I'm not coding. And I wanted the opportunity to really express other parts of me, the creative parts of me and the ways I am able to communicate and speak to other people. And so I was starting to think about like, okay, I want to make this shift. Like, what should I make the shift in? And I was doing a lot of speaking engagements um, throughout the course of um, last year. And one thing everyone kept saying was like, oh, she's really good at creating content and she's really good at personal branding. And I was like, huh, I am really good at creating content and I'm really good at personal branding. So why not help other people do it? And I think as, especially when I think of the fact that like, there's so many people who are doing similar things. Like I'm not the only software engineer. I'm not the only branding and marketing strategist, right? But people gravitate towards me because they know me. They've found a part of my story in which they identify with. And I had to say no to a lot of other web development projects that came up. And then people are like, oh, can you build this? Can you build this? And I said, no, I don't want to. I'm not focusing on that anymore. And it's allowed me to really continue to build my business and create a structure within my business that can take people from one wherever they're at and then find a piece for them to hold on to and continue going. Mm, oh my goodness. Your story is inspiring. Do I have to be a software engineer? You know what? I will think about that on my own time. But, um, <laughs> the phrase that you use that is so very inspiring is the fact that you said your pivot allowed you to do more things. I think a lot of people are looking for somebody to allow them to do things. And you gave that allowance to yourself. Um, what sparked that allowance? Or were there people around you that kind of moved you forward? I know you mentioned people saying, hey, you're really good at that. But there, are there any specific people you want to shout out? Yeah, so I had I invested a lot of and this year I invested a lot in learning of how to run a business because I felt like I was just doing a lot and I had no structure in terms of what I was doing and I was doing some projects that had me up to like five o'clock in the morning and I was like I cannot do this again like clearly I have something going and I have a knack for something and with the bare minimum that I was doing, it already led to sales, but I was like, we need to have some structure. So I really want to shout out Ari Hale. Um, she has a program called Allergic to Hourly, which I'm a part of. Um, and it's really allowed me to really kind of understand and really start to think about like, who is it that I want to serve and what clients do I want to do? And then another person I want to shout out that I worked with a lot this year is Charity Corinne, who's transitioned now into being like a life slash human design coach. And 
she kind of a lot gave me the thoughts to start thinking like what is it that I want to do and like why do I want to do it and that's when I was like you know I don't want to do web design projects anymore like this isn't the way I want to grow my business and I think also the universe because even while I was thinking about it and thinking about like oh like should I do it I did get requests for web design projects and I didn't say no to them immediately. Immediately, originally I was like, yeah, like I'll totally do this. Like, this seems great. Seems like a good opportunity. And then they just didn't pan out. And I was like, okay, this is a sign that I don't need to be doing this anymore. Like, it's like, I've told myself no. And now the world is like, no, like you really meant no. (laughs) So don't try and like take anything else on. So, Mm, oh my gosh. And those signs are so they're so not disrespectful, but they're so apparent when they happen. Mm -hmm. Um, They're very like, Hey man, we already gave you signs before. Now we're definitely going to shut it down. Um, So for anybody out there listening that are getting small signs, a big one is about to come and push you over the edge. But I love that you talk about (laughs) the structure that you needed. And even though you found throughout building your own structure, you were missing pieces. You were able to reach out and find help to fill in those pieces. That's amazing. Is there, is there any um, tips you would give people to, I mean, reaching out like, or how did you identify those missing pieces? Yeah, I think you really have to do a lot of like Mm -hmm. self-awareness. I think the first thing you need to do is check your ego. (laughs) I think that's like a big thing because I think that a lot of times people are like, oh, well, I can just Google that or I can just Mm. listen to that on a podcast. And there is tons that you can Google. There's tons you can watch on YouTube. There's tons you can listen to online. But the reality of it is, is that you're going to get information overload. You're not going to be able to necessarily get it in such a way that allows you to necessarily take you. Like you're going to need someone who, especially when you're in it, you're not, you need someone to kind of allow you to over see what's happening so that you can come in and be like more effective. So I think the first thing is like checking your ego, recognize that you don't know everything and that it's okay for you to ask for help because no one knows all the answers, but they at least know a little bit more than you. And then I think the other thing is really getting honest with like, what is it that you need? So when I was um, invested in getting a business coach, I was like, okay, I clearly have something going on. Like I know what I'm doing but I don't have systems. I don't have a niche that I want to specialize in. I'm just going based off of like what people are coming to me for. And while that's great, at some point you're like, I want to get in front of that and I want to be able to specialize and I want to be able to showcase my expertise. And that's the part where you have to really get honest with yourself and you really need someone who's going to help you who can pivot it or you can spend years just trying to figure it out by yourself but that's going to get really discouraging to be honest exactly um I love that you said you wanted to get in front of it though that's a lot of internal boundaries that you had to set with yourself and say hey this is too much to take on we don't even know what the hell we knew like I don't know how to create these systems and I'm sure somebody out there for whatever budget we have in place, another internal boundary can help me do this. Um, could you name off some of the internal boundaries you've had to set now, now that your business is kind of flourishing? Yeah, I think for me now, it's like, 
um, and we talked a little bit about this before, it's like, it's not about work-life balance anymore. It's really about work-life integration. Um, and I think if you're constantly trying to strive for balance, you're just going to get frustrated because nothing will ever be equal, right? Like nothing that you do at any given point is going to be very equal and it shouldn't be equal, right? Like your happiness and your priorities should trump everything else above everything else that you're doing so how do you make sure that that works and I've even like that for me that looks like switching my business model up to where no longer am I doing like long-term like one-on-one coaching practice mm. practices it's like we will meet one day and for that day you have my full attention for us to get everything that we need to get done and then you're on your way to go implement and go do things and I think that it's better for me because it's like, I know that I can just dedicate one day and I can continue to build my expertise in really optimizing and being more efficient within that day for other people as I continue to grow in my business. But it's also for like the clients and the people that I serve, like realistically, they only have one day sometimes where it's like, they don't necessarily have the capacity to start meeting with someone one-on-one every week or every day and that's okay like you shouldn't feel bad because you don't have the time but rather what's fine but I guarantee people can dedicate at least one day out of a month or in within 90 days the action that they need and start implementing and to start growing so that's that's my thing (laughs) oh my gosh and while you were talking about your experience and the experience you've had with your clients it's defining your own relationship with your work. It's defining your own relationship with the people you're bringing into your space. You have to define that shit yourself or the people that come into your work are going to define it for you. You talked about Mm -hmm. how people were saying, oh, I want you to do this. And you're like, sure, fine, whatever. But that's not what you wanted to do. Man, that's good. That is good. So now that you are implementing boundaries left and right, what are your go-to phrases for implementing those boundaries? Um, I'm very, what are my go-to phrases? I feel like for me, it's like, I try to, I was like, I need more structure. Like, that's like a big thing. Like, it's like, I'm very visual. I consider myself to be a very organized person and I'm like, I need more structure. I need this to be planned out. No longer can I be the spontaneous girl who's like always doing stuff because Otherwise, I have no time for myself. If I'm always running to go do certain things, then I like, where, where is me? <laughs> where am I at? <laughs> and I think also just giving myself um, the time to really stop and reflect. Like, I feel like, um, and I was describing this to one of my friends a couple of weeks ago where it's like, I feel like I'm running a marathon. And I used to run, I, re- I trained for a half marathon and I ran a half marathon about two years ago. And I remember when I was training for it, my goal was to be able to not walk the entire time while I was running. I wanted to be able to run the entire 13.1 miles nonstop. And I made sure that I could run at a pace where I wouldn't get too tired while I was running it. I mean, I was exhausted afterwards, of course, but at least during it, I knew that I had a pace where I could keep going to get to that next mile so I could get to the end. And I was just feeling like that. Like I felt like I am running this marathon and I'm going at a pace where I know that I'm not going to like burn out completely and get tired but at some point I would like to stop running this marathon you know what I mean and you have to really like 
maybe you operate on like mini marathons, right? Like maybe you start with your first leg or a triathlon of sorts where you start your first leg and you're swimming, then you take a little break and then the next leg you're running and then you take a little break and then the next leg you're biking and you take a little break. So for me, it's like, how can I structure how I think about things in a way that's longer than just month to month what I'm doing? So now I'm looking at things like quarterly or really like 12 weeks because um, it doesn't necessarily always fall at the end of a quarter, but in a way that I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is how this went. This is how it didn't go. And really just start to build the systems in a way and like really just integrate like friends and family and personal life in such a way that just it all feels balanced. And if that means that I'm like, I'm not going because this does not fit within what I had preset, then that's just what it has to be because I have bigger goals and I have to focus on my goals above everything else. Oh, she said integration again, y'all. She said it again. Um, <laughs> and I love that she said it again because the balancing act, it gets tiring. If you are balancing something, eventually you're either gonna have to put it down or you're gonna fall and drop everything. So yeah, that balancing act, that that model that they created a few years ago, work-life balance or whatever, it does not work anymore, especially with everything going on currently, it does not work anymore. I need some integration. Exactly. I love that um, you kind of created a new affirmation for me. Um, <laughs> where is me? I just talked to somebody about this and I, I, I told them about staff meetings that I have. I have a staff meeting every Friday with myself because, you know, I'm the marketing director, the public affairs representative, the CEO, the brand. I'm everything for my own business. So I have staff meetings every Friday and I ask them, oh, when's your staff meeting? And they just... They're like, oh, I don't, I do, I don't do that. I don't ever talk to myself outside of like running the marathon. Do you have like a similar practice like that? Yeah, I'm actually starting to. So luckily my job had um, half day. We did summer Fridays um, from like June to now. And I think our last one is like next Friday, but I was like, wait, <laughs> I still need like more time. So I'm actually gonna end up taking like every other Friday off. So to allow myself to have like a, like my own staff meeting or just like get myself together in a way off of like the weekend cycle. Cause I feel like the weekends just aren't enough, you know, especially if you, that's like your only time to really like see your friends. <laughs> then it's like, you've seen your friends and it's like, but I still have to go grocery shopping. I still need to meal prep. Like I still need to do all of these things. So for me, it's like doing that. And then also within the workday, I block off my mornings because I have a lot of meetings in the afternoons. So it's like in the mornings, I'm able to like, okay, focus on what exactly do I want to do? Like, what exactly am I trying to do? And then from there, I'm able to say like, okay, cool. Like now I can move on and like do a bunch of these things. Oh. That's how I see integration. I tell you what, that is so much better than balancing. It sounds like you're just able to weave it in because it just works with what you're currently going towards as a mission. Um, while you're um, trucking along on your mission, have you seen other people set boundaries with you? Yeah, I have. Um, so I have like a couple contractors that help me out with a lot of building what is my brand as well. And sometimes they'll say like, hey, like, I can't do this right now, or I'm busy with this right now. And I respect other people's boundaries. If you let me know, like I'm one to let, be like, okay, cool. Like I'll figure it out. We'll work it out in such a way because the last thing I want, especially as I'm running a company and I'm a leader, the CEO of my company mm -hmm. is for people 
to feel resentful to for people to feel like they don't have a voice or they're not able to do stuff now you can say what you want to say and that doesn't necessarily mean that we'll be able to come to an agreement but i'm not going to diminish however you feel and however you want to have things done that's like my thing oh my goodness that if you are a leader listening to this please take that into your next leadership meeting you can say whatever you're going to say and it does not mean we will come to an agreement but i will not diminish how you feel and how i made you feel especially if you caused harm to the other person yes if that wasn't your intent to cause harm you did it anyway uh sis bro fam so you need to take ownership of that yeah <laughs> One of my biggest like core values is really accountability. And it's not just like holding other people accountable. It's really holding yourself accountable, mm -hmm. acknowledging what did you do? What have you done and how can you improve and really taking a good look at like what happened and what what's been going. And so you have lessons that you've learned. And I think that maybe that's a, a, a level of self-awareness, but like, I think just being accountable, I think. The, the frustrating thing I think I see in leadership in general is people don't want to hold themselves accountable. People don't want to admit that they were wrong or they said something incorrectly or, and it's okay to change your mind when you have more information, but mm -hmm. at the very minimum, you need to acknowledge that you didn't have all the information and now you have more information and going forward, this is how you're going to be. And going forward, this is how you're going to be. And I think you said lessons learned. A lot of people believe that their lessons have been learned. They don't need to le learn no more lessons. I am at a certain age or I am at a certain point in my career where I have learned all the lessons and I don't need to learn anything else. Um, what would you say to those types of people? I would say that they need to take a look at themselves um, because the reality of it is, is like, I think about like how many full circle moments that people have, like, it's like, oh, it's like, it's come back full circle. And then I started thinking like, how many full circle moments have I had? And sometimes you're like, well, I don't want to repeat the circle again, but sometimes you need to, sometimes you need that constant reminder of like, this is how I went. And you might get through the circle a lot quicker because you, you know, you've already been there, but to go through leadership or go throughout your career and not take a good look at yourself and really understand like what you've done, whether good or bad is just really in poor taste of yourself and the people that you're trying to motivate and empower. Because I think that as you grow as, as a leader, it's not about you to do everything, right? It's about empowering other people to do more than what you could do by yourself. And if you don't have this going if you don't have that relationship with people if people don't trust you then how are you going to expect them to actually do things in the way that you want them to do them mm, i love that you used the word trust because this is how trust is built the ability to advocate for myself in a space and you take on that advocacy and say okay that is now my advocacy as well i will continue to implement processes so you feel safe in this space and so our healthy relationship is built around trust have you ever been in a situation where you weren't able to build a healthy relationship where your boundaries were crossed with somebody in your leadership team? Yeah, definitely. Um, I had one of my old managers actually who like, now that I look back on it, I'm like, there's definitely some like racial bias and things that, cause that's, someone told me, it was like, if it doesn't make sense, it's probably racism. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cool. And so um, I just think that like that was a moment where I just didn't feel like I was being heard. I felt like I was 
running ragged and like doing my best to constantly prove myself and feeling like I had to work better and harder than everyone else, which I do think as a black woman, like that is still true. Like, I don't think that that goes away, but also at the same time, like you need that acknowledgement. And I wasn't getting that acknowledgement. In fact, I was not. And like, when I was looking at it, it's like, why am I putting all of this effort when I could do the bare minimum and you're going to treat me the same way, either way. And for me, I'm not one. I think <laughs> there's one thing about me when it comes to like managerial relationships and things like that. Like I don't have a good advice in terms of like, how do you, I leave. I am a big proponent of, I gotta go. Um, and I'm going to find a place where I'm going to be supported. I'm going to be advocated for. I'm going to feel like I'm in an environment where I can thrive. And I know my value and I know my worth and I'm not going to back down on that. So I think that for anyone who is listening, who feels like they're not being heard or they're not being supported, I really want to encourage you to try your best to find your exit plan. It doesn't have to be like, don't quit tomorrow. If you can't quit tomorrow, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I did not tell you to do that. But I am telling you to figure out your exit strategy and really actually act on your exit strategy and not just play exit <laughs> like you gotta you gotta commit to wanting to do that <laughs> right oh my gosh thank you so much for being so transparent in your journey and your abilities at this point in your journey uh, we talk about it a lot how I did not have the vocabulary I needed when I was in those toxic environments so I would just be like okay I'm not gonna deal with this I'm not gonna have this conversation because I know that this is wrong but I don't feel like justifying or having it um when you get to a point where you have those boundaries and those um, and that vocabulary, then you'll be able to have those conversations, everyone out there who's listening. But if you're not, go ahead and make that exit plan. Um, that exit plan does need to come with a support system. So um, could you name off a few people that are part of your support system? For instance, I have a therapist, a business coach. Do you have people similar like that? Yeah, I have therapists. I have, my mom's great. <laughs> if she's watching this later, hi mom. Um, but I do have a therapist, but um, I have a really strong family. I have really strong friends and they just, anytime that I'm feeling very like lonely or frustrated, even if they don't really because a lot of, like I'm like the only software engineer out of my friends I'm also like one of the few people who also run a business at the same time so they might not actually know exactly what's all going on or what's going on but at least they're there to listen at least they're there to really challenge me and um, at least support me in the way I need to be supported so um, yeah, I, I'm very thankful for my support system. And that's a part of the integration as well is making sure that I'm giving back within that support system to be supportive towards other people. Tell you what, I have so many new words from this episode. I have the word integrate. I have the word marathon. I know these are not new words, but like I, now I can use them differently in my life. This is going to be amazing growth. Um, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, and I'm so glad that you have an amazing support system that anybody who's listening, try to find that for yourself. And just like you said, even though so, that support looks different from those people, you still get to define it yourself. I get this type of support from this person and this type of support from this person. So that's awesome. Um, I have learned so much from you in this episode. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your experiences. To close it out, I'd love to hear your top three tips for people that are just learning about boundaries at work or are now moving into their first position. Yeah, so I think when it comes to boundaries, 
if you set them and stick with them, don't back down on them. Um, because then if you are backing down on your own boundaries, that doesn't help people like that doesn't help you enforce those boundaries. I think also pay attention to when people cross your boundaries. You know what I mean? Even if it's something so small and pay attention to how they react <laughs> when you say that you've crossed their boundaries. Um, if they try to like downplay it or diminish it, that's like a major red flag. And that's something that you don't want within your circle and you don't want within your community. Um, when it comes to your career, I'd say stay curious and stay hungry. Um, learn as much as you can while you're starting out, because you'll get to a point where the questions that you ask with other people aren't really so that you'll get an answer, but so that you can better create a plan that you yourself are going to have to implement. So when you learn as much as you can and spend your time really learning and finding ways to be supported, um, you're going to build up that toolkit that'll allow you to create those plans that are really going to take your career to the next level. Oh my goodness. I hope y'all heard all of that. That was amazing. And I have another phrase that I'm going to integrate into my life. Toolkit. <laughs> toolkit. Oh my gosh. What is, where is me? What's in my toolkit? Who's a part of my support system? Am I running a marathon this week? Oh, these are questions, y'all. Please answer them every single week if you have time. But before we wrap it up today, are there any last minute sprinkles you want to share with the audience? No, um, I had so much fun. I'd love to connect with anyone listening to this further. Feel free to follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Ademushoyo. And my website is ademushoyo.com, perks of having a unique name. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'd love to connect further. I'd love to continue the conversation. And I just want to thank you so much for having me on here. And I appreciate it. Um, once again, this was absolutely not. I'm your host, Katrina Schroep. My amazing special guest today was Eda Mushoyo. Please reach out to her. Her information will be in the show notes. Until next time, please continue to set boundaries anywhere and say absolutely not to everything unaligned. But we'll see you next time. Bye.